Hi, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection, a podcast dedicated to personal growth and mental health discussions with women CEOs across the globe. It's here where inspired women get candid about what drives them to succeed and the personal challenges they've encountered on their path to success. So if you're a woman on a mission, this is the podcast you don't want to miss. So sit back, relax, and let's get candid. Hi, I'm Marisa Jones, and welcome to Women CEO in Reflection. I'm uh, joined here by my co-host, Neil Haley, and today we have a really exciting guest who has spent her career helping other corporations reach billion-dollar valuations, and I'm so excited to introduce you today, Janet Lewis Matriciani. Uh, she served as CEO in both public and private companies. She speaks six languages and has worked in over 50 countries throughout her career. She has a Wharton MBA and she's president and chief operating office officer of AHP Inc. Thank you, Janet, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Marisa. I'm delighted to be on the show. So I'm so excited to hear about your journey and how you got into the roles that you've played and what you're doing today. Oh, gosh. Well, I guess it's been a very international journey and a very diverse one. So um, the two minute summary would be I grew up in the UK. I studied engineering at Cambridge University at a time when there were very few women relatively doing it. And then had this amazing opportunity to go to Moscow and work there for a year, the beginning of Pyotrowska with Gorbachev. And I then uh, worked in consulting. I'd worked in engineering for a little bit. Came out to America to business school. I went to Wharton Business School. I was lucky enough to get a fellowship, which paid a lot of the fees because in my day, Cambridge was free, but not American schools, right? And uh, I then uh, worked back in consulting. I worked for McKinsey and Company, which is known to many people, and then really went into an operating career. I was at Capital One running a business line. I moved to Countrywide Bank, where I was a chief strategy officer, head of strategic planning, and then um, worked for an education company and got the opportunity to be my first CEO role running a company that has audio tours at museums all over the world. I followed that with being the CEO of a public company in consumer finance, and am now the COO and president of a mortgage company, which we are focused on growing with nine different business units. Wow, okay, how do you have the time, Janet, to accomplish <laughs> all these things? You mean I'm not allowed to add my three wonderful children and show off about them and talk about what <laughs> I do you, with them you are, too? So that's impressive, a superwoman, uh, Wonder Woman, you, you have a cape, right? No, but I will tell you that I'm addicted to tennis. I might need to seek help because that's my <laughs> secret secret vice. I'm just having the best time ever playing tennis uh, as many days as I possibly can per week as well. So I like being busy, I admit it. So you talk, uh, being a mom uh, to three kids while you're doing this, um, you know, while you're a CEO and you're helping these corporations reach um, success, how do you, what does that grind look like? Because it's so busy and it's, and it's, um, I'm sure it's really challenging, but how do you balance that as being a mom? Well, I'll tell you my little secret and it might make you laugh, but I really am list queen. I have lists and lists <laughs> and lists upon lists and little notes I put in different places that all get tidied up at the end of the day. So like if the 
kids have, you know, a healthcare appointment coming up or their back to school days or um, parents weekend. I never miss any of those things, you know, a long weekend where they want to go away or something else. But I also have lists for the team that I work with, lists for myself of things I'm working on in business and so on. And, and maybe it's a desperate need to tick things off. I don't think I've got quite so bad where I write something down just for the sake of ticking it off because I've really done it already. But it certainly <laughs> helps keep me organized to have these lists. Now, here's the problem. Are the lists written? Are they typed? Are they on your phone? Are they all over the place? Now, I'll tell you, they're all handwritten, not because I can't use a computer, because after all, I was coding in the 1980s um, when they talk about girls who code. I'm like, well, I was the girl who coded. I mean, I can code in COBOL, <laughs> C++, and so on. But I don't do it on a computer. I do it by hand for a couple of reasons. There is something visceral about writing by hand that puts something into your brain in a different way than tapping on a keyboard. And this has been written about. And secondly, if I keep writing something onto a new list, you know, because it hasn't been done at the end of the day, I'm really going to notice it when I'm writing by hand and it's going to annoy me. And I'm going to say either it's not important because I'm just not getting it done or I'm just not paying attention to it. Let me focus and get it done. So I feel that this sort of handwriting aspect actually does make a difference to being able to manage a lot of different things at the same time. That's great. I, I'm a big list writer. Um, I'm also a woman who coded in the 80s. And uh, so we have similar backgrounds. Um, the importance of writing things down is a lot of the work that I do with my clients around coaching because um, sometimes when there's chaos of what's going on, you know, in their day to day, and they, they're just, you know, they're talking about it all day long in their head, right? And so writing that down, you know, the, the, the uh, task of journaling helps you release that. And that's, you know, lists are, are very similar because you're writing it down, you're getting that burden off of you so that you can move on with the rest of, you, of your day and you have a place to refer to when you need to get back to it. But you can, it allows you to put that aside for the moment. I read somewhere that creative people are absolutely terrified of an idea being lost. And I am too. So I thought, oh, I could do, we could do this work and make this better. Or, oh, one of my kids is doing this kind of thing. Hey, I could do that. And I have to write it down. I just have to write it down in that moment because I absolutely don't want to forget that extra way of doing something or being better. I'm in this lifetime to learn and grow and do better. And I ask that all the time. So if I have a really good idea, I want to I, I want to make sure it's not lost. You know, maybe in the morning I'll wake up if I have it in the evening and be like, that was a terrible idea. But at least I had a chance to think about it. That's great. Um, from, from, and it's interesting because I'm the same way. Like I have ideas on my phone. I have ideas written down on post-it notes. They're everywhere because you're so right. Like you don't want to lose that because so much can come of one word or one sentence that you had this idea. And, you know, literally you're, you're spending months building yeah. something out of that. You know what's crazy, Marisa and uh, Janet? My number one talent, uh, according to Gallup, is ideation. And I've been really focusing my business around that in the last six months and it's changed me completely because what I love to do is give ideas and come up with ideas for people. And number two is strategy. So I strategize. So it's ideation strategy, strategize, and then go into, I'm a competitor and uh, also a communicator and an achiever. Those are my five talents. And I try to do that in my business every day. And once you know what your talents are and try to strengthen them, you're, you're golden, but ideation ideas are such a powerful thing, but coming up with that idea that, and then going forward with it is the problem. 
the issue everyone has. They have a great idea, yet they don't go and try it. That's for sure. So, um, Janet, how do you um, how do you balance mental health? Um, what you know, maintaining good mental health because the, the industry you're in is very difficult and it's challenging, and there's a lot of pressure, right? So, and then you have your families. Do you do you have like a schedule? Do you shut down and say this is only for me, or do you integrate that and just have balance throughout the day? Well, I'll tell you something. I should meditate, and I'll say something where everyone will be like. No, it's not true. I can't meditate. I know I should be able to. I can't slow my brain down. I can't. So, and I know I should be able to. And if I was wiser, I'll, I guess I would be able to. And I do try. And I love the Calm app for helping me do that. I have to admit, I love that. Um, but the things I do are, I read People magazine. I'll tell you why. They are paying <laughs> me to say this. It's such a happy, happy magazine. It has, I mean, it does have sad stories in it too, but it's written in a simple way. It has lovely pictures. And while I'm reading, my brain relaxes and it solves problems. And I find at the end, I'm like, oh, I've got three ideas of things I hadn't solved before. It releases different blocks. That's one thing, just really does help me. And the other thing is I play tennis. And I'm, I like to be really competitive. It's a really safe place to be crazy competitive as you want, do the best you possibly can, play people who are better than you. And your mind is so focused on that, it's a form of rest. But the other thing I would say is as a female CEO and for female business leaders, you've dealt with so much adversity and so much difficulty, and you always will, and so much, sadly, you know, sort of unpleasantness, untruths, whatever, and you want to stay a good person and good at your core, having a network around you of people who um, are there to support you, listen and give you ideas and advice and push you through the hard times is huge. And I probably shouldn't share this, but I will, because I'm talking about a network. And one of them is my um, younger son, Gabriel. And I said to him one time, you know, mommy's going to be a jerk because all the people who are jerks do much better. I see it in business and people who <laughs> genuinely care about others. And I genuinely care about people and want to motivate them and develop and think about that. And he said to me, no, you're not mummy, because if you were a jerk, I wouldn't want to know you. And I thought, well, at least I brought um, him up right. You know, <laughs> and I do think that having a goal as to be a moral exemplar for your children, if you have children is a very high standard to hold yourself to. And that's what I intend to keep holding myself to. Wow, that's, she's impressive, uh, Marisa, and we're, re we're running out of time. So go ahead with our final question. Well, actually, you just led right into my next question, which was um, the industry you're in is also very cutthroat. And so from, um, have you ever been in a position where you had to compromise on your values to, to move up or to achieve something that you didn't feel comfortable with, but maybe you thought you had to do it? No, and I, but I have had been in terrible situations from not compromising on my values. Because I'll tell you this, if you do compromise on your value, you change the person that you are. And that person, that person cannot be refound, right? It's like um, people, many people who become leaders of, you know, countries, you think they're very benevolent, and then you look and they become dictators. And the reason is because to achieve the position as leader of that country, they've had to do some pretty terrible and cutthroat things to get there. And that has changed them. So when they become that leader, they're no longer the fantastic benevolent person they started out as. And there are horrible, um, um, uh, non-conscious, if you like, 
dictator. And I think that's not just really, that's an exaggeration, you know, for most people, but it's something to be very aware of in life. You have to be very careful on compromising your values. But I've definitely, if you like, perhaps perhaps um, had tougher situations from not doing that, right? I don't I, think of something. I, and I actually ask myself when I'm doing some, a lot of things, what would a good person do? Hopefully I'm a good person, but that's the standard. And I may be one of the only CEOs who ever said to their head of HR in difficult situations, let's talk about what a good person would do in this situation, because that is the standard we must hold ourselves accountable to. That's fantastic. And not enough people do that. And I love that, you know, I think just the fact that you're asking that question, what would a good person do, means that you are a good person and you're going down the right path and you'll make the right decisions. Thank you, Marisa. That's kind of you to say. I'm learning and trying every day. Every day is a new day of challenge to hold yourself to the highest standard you can. Absolutely. So um, as we wrap this up, because we did run out of time so quickly, I have so many questions um, we didn't get to, but what, what advice would you give to other women who are in your industry um, or who are trying to achieve successes as you have? Listen, I would give three pieces of advice. One, never, ever give up. If you're going to be a leader, you're going to deal with so much. Never, ever, ever give up. Two, have a network of folks around you to bounce ideas off and learn from it and support and everything else like that. And the third is however much resilience and grit you think you have, it's not enough. So work on ways to build that. Believe in yourself. Keep focused on all the positive things that you're doing, not the negative. Keep pushing forward. Keep calm and carry on. (laughs) I love it. I absolutely love it. Well, thank you, Janet. It's been such a pleasure to have you on the show. Um, We are wrapping it up. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Women CEO in Reflection. To reach out to one of our guests, their contact is in the description of the show. Do you want a total mindset transformation? Apply to Mindset Warrior, The Art of Intentional Thinking, my personal coaching boot camp at IamAMindsetWarrior.com and schedule your call with me today. Thank you.